an all-new episode of the Jeremy White Podcast, Tuesday at noon, available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it. Welcome to the show. I'm Jeremy. Mitch LaFon here as always. Good day. How are you? Well, okay. So first of all, I've got to give you a big shout out because, man, due to the scheduling conflict, it just sucked. I wasn't able to get in on this, but... You were able to chat with me. It's hard being the number one DJ in Montreal. They they just suck out all your time. Yeah, I mean, and David and your Toronto show and your Hamilton show. I mean, I'm all over the place. So I I mean, usually when David Coverdale comes calling, I make an exception. But um, yeah, couldn't make it happen. But uh, you you spoke to the man, the myth, the legend, which is always good. And uh, by the way, we got to give a big shout out to our our pals at Rhino Records. Absolutely. Man, they have such a great team over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, their entire publicity team, they've just been doing such a phenomenal job getting everybody sorted with all these interviews, and they've been doing the best reissues and box sets of anybody, honestly, in the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, all the Coverdale, I mean, obviously all the White Snake stuff has been phenomenal, but they've also done Genesis and a bunch of others. It, it is just top quality. And by the way, their Twitter feed, Fantastic. I love whoever. I don't know who's running it, but I love whoever's running it. Yeah, they love you because they always retweet you, and I can't even get a retweet. So it's okay. Oh. But that's okay. 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 <laughs> we'll get you a retweet. We'll get you a retweet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll get you a, a Coverdale interview at, at some point because it, it was a shame that you had to miss it. But listen, I'm a trooper. I, I'll, I'll, I'm more than happy to step in and talk to a, a, a well, a hero. Rock and Roll of, Hall of, of Fame inductee. <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. Absolute yeah. legend. And, uh, you know, listen, we, we got to give a big special, special shout out to Rhino Records. They were just so accommodating and yep. sorting out that Great. interview for us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with the timing and trying to sort out a video with Zoom and just we couldn't get it to work. And finally, we were able to get David Covered on the phone. And so yep. just just really great. So big shout out to the entire team at Rhino Records. You guys are absolutely phenomenal. Top world class, top notch. Uh, just thank you for everything you do. We we love working with you guys. Absolutely. And uh, listen, the interview is great. The Restless Heart uh, 25th Anniversary box set, deluxe, a super deluxe box set, is out now. And it's the first time it's been available in North America because, you know, at the time when it came out in 97, as we know, the story goes, times were changing, things were changing, and bands like Whitesnake and Scorpions and Def Leppard and all those bands we're just having a hard time with the North American market. It actually did real well in, in Europe back in the day. I mean, it, it's, it, it came in at number 76 and it went all the way up into the top 20 of the European charts. And wow. now you can get it here in North America. And what I like about it is that disc one is the new reimagined version. So they took the songs as they were and added flourishes. They added Derek Sherinian on keyboard. They added Joel Hoekstra's guitar. And it just it just brightens up the whole thing. And mm-hmm. then disc two is the original album, but remastered. So oh, wow. it sounds better than it's ever sounded. And then you get into the Evolutions disc where it's, you know, it's the demos and how did it go from a thought to a song. And you've got some different versions and the uh, the monitor mixes. And, and it's so cool that they put that out there because a lot of artists will want to hide that away in a vault. So this way you never hear it. But... They're like, no, we want to hear how we went from conception to uh, completion. And I love that. Well, listen, uh, I did a Kiss tribute album in, in 2013. And one of the artists, and I won't mention the name, they sent me a version of the song with a drum machine. And I said, oh, I'm going to put that out there as a tease. And they said, absolutely not. I don't want people to think that that I use a drum machine. And, and, I, don't. <laughs> and I was like, 
what are you going to be embarrassed about? Obviously, fans are going to know that this is not the version. Yeah, exactly. It's just a cool sounding sort of scratch track the, kind of the thing. Demo. And, yeah, and they were like, "Not a chance on God's green earth. You're putting that out, and if you do, you can pull my song from the album." And I was like, "All right, already, all right." Wow. Already. But uh, but that's to say, kudos to Coverdale or uh, Mr. Coverdale because he's done that for the still uh, for the '87 album for the. Uh, for all the other ones, and he keeps putting out these box sets, and you just go, "Wow, I got a treasure trove now." So, yep, ain't gonna complain. Gotta love it. Anyways, let's get right over to the interview. David Coverdale from White Snake, Restless Heart, twenty fifth anniversary, available now. Uh, enjoy, and make sure you subscribe to Rock Talk with Mitch Lafon and the Jeremy White Podcast, available wherever you stream. Here's David Coverdale. Okay, my darling. Here nice go. to hear your voice, Mitch. How are you doing, brother? Good, good. Always, Man, uh, always a pleasure. I don't know where you find some of these. I don't know where you find some of these things that you sent to me. Uh, I've never seen that one recent Geffen thing. One hundred and seventy-seven thousand people bought the album this week. Wasn't That's that great? It. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's kick ass. Yeah, there, yeah, there's we, a. There was one morning. There was one morning, uh, and we held. I don't even know if we still hold it. Uh, unlikely, but. Uh, it was one morning, Warner Brothers were distributing Geffing at the time, and right. we sold more than any other artist between the opening hours of 9.30 and noon. It was like like 365,000 albums. So it was ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, no, there's it a... Was, yeah. I, 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 I researched this stuff, and uh, I have access to the old billboards and the old hit magazines and the old uh, FMBQs. Yes, man. And there's some know, it's great funny when stuff. Michael and I, Mikey, we were discussing the other day. Uh, when did we? It was the Into the Light tour, Michael. We were doing a world promo tour, and and it was incredibly successful. EMI asked us to stay in London for I don't know four weeks, five weeks, or something, and I'd fly out and just do different European things. It was incredibly successful. Um, but uh, we were at a place called. It was, they don't have it anymore. It's a big like medium, but for yeah. for, for music at uh, called Popcom in um, Popcom. in. Uh, it, it was in Cologne. Oh, I don't think they do it anymore. But that might be another source of stuff for you to research. But Mikey, we, you know, Mikey had a laptop because, of course, the internet was becoming. You know, and this is still. You're looking at 2000, so what's 21 years, for Christ's sake? Yeah. And uh, he said, I think we've got to get onto this internet train. I'm, I'm going, what for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, old, old fart. Well, why would I need that? And he said, well, look, and he showed me, there was a couple of bands had really dorky sites at the time, and, and they had unmoderated uh what we would call uh, with poor Albert back in the White Snake uh, yeah. BBS days, um, it was just swearing at people, divisiveness, how all this guy said, I don't want anything to do with that. That's I'm a meditating, smelly candle guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. Uh, but you know, and then the next thing, you know, I was never a collector. I've never been a nostalgic guy. But, you know, when we ultimately settled down, we had to buy David. Uh, we started off with DavidCoverdale.net. Right. Uh, we now have all of the Whitesnake addresses and the prime one we had to buy. Because there were people with cyber real estate. But, you know, then suddenly we started. We have a super guy in 
Japan, a super guy in Austria, a uh, South American guy, who've all collected shit through the years. And you now, my friend, you know? Yeah. Um, so, because the thing that an inter- a website needs to be interesting is content. Yep. You know? Content and, is uh, king. That, that's yeah, the rule. So, it's absolutely. So, you know, we had to do that. And thankfully, now we've got an extraordinarily success- successful network of social media and yep. growing all the time. Uh, and it's amazing because these guys and, and women uh, are like my promotional team, my fucking snake charmers, you know, <laughs> which I was calling them until somebody lifted that name off me. But <laughs> those were my snake charmers, spread the good words, beautiful snake charmers, you know. Yeah. And they would pr- pr- promote that on their websites and then other people would pass it on. It, beca- it became this amazing entertain the well through covid as we've just discussed before i really felt i can't get out there to entertain people you know this is a really dark time for humanity so my contribution is just try to put a smile on your day you know make you laugh play your music uh, try to put new video new eye candy together you know new albums and so your eyes wouldn't be ruined watching netflix 24 7 you know uh, and it's it, it's really been uh, I hear as you can see uh, by following me on yep. on Twitter. It's a very people appreciate that uh, uplifting that you know optimism hope you know uh, because I agree. it's a, a very challenging very challenging time for all of us. You yep. know I don't I don't you know I don't do I'm very politically involved but I do definitely won't embrace politics in social media. It's just gotten so appalling divisive. I know what a sense of community is and is capable of when I play to thousands of people mm-hmm. from different walks of life, different colors, different religious beliefs, but they all fucking love Slide It In or they all love Here I Go Again, yep. you know? So that sense of community is entirely possible. Uh, why the fuck is it impossible now that we need this in a global sense, you know? Too many people are are offering their opinions. I I mean, if you look at my Twitter, there's zero politics. I never give you my opinion on, on, on vaccines or on Trump or on Biden or on Trudeau or on anybody. It's just music. Let's celebrate the music. And you know what? I do 9 million Twitter impressions a month. That means people like what they're seeing. Precisely. The circumstances, though, you will still see the haters, as Taylor would say. Yeah. Uh, and that's it's like I, I feel, you know, I'm, I feel sorry for them. It's very funny. Whenever we put a video out, there's the same amount of thumbs down. It's totally negligible, but it's the same <laughs> usual suspect who are going, oh, fucking hate it. They haven't even watched it. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate it. Or why are you here? Get out here. Get out, you know get what out I of find? my space. Here, yeah, but... yeah. It's mind-blowing. Why would you... If you don't like horror movies, don't fucking watch horror movies. <laughs> you know, Howard Stern was right. Howard Stern said it properly. He said, A, you want to bring as many people under the tent as possible, so stay away from religion yeah. and poli- politics. And, and B... You you just want oh, I lost the train of, I, I lost my train of thought but anyway um, Howard it was always oh, he, yes he said I know the other thing we're not getting any younger Mitchie yeah I know he <laughs> no the the other thing he said is if you don't like what I do 
Change the channel. There's there's a whole bunch of other ones. Why oh protest God, me? Just... Yeah, totally. Stop. <laughs> if it's pissing you off, it's like I read, you know, I used to love, uh, you know, certain uh, political comedians. And then COVID's done something to them, like twisted it in some kind of unsavory way. And it's, it's hard uh, to watch because it's not funny. This is a really dangerous time to yes. be in a divisive state. Yes. You know, that's, uh, you know, I know, as I said to you, and you know how music can bring people together, even if it's, I'm not a big nostalgia guy, but when people come on and go, oh, I got married to Is This Love, you know, uh, or Forevermore, it's mm-hmm. incredibly humbling to be part of this, this community. And as you say, these are millions of people around the world, yes. and we all have the same hopes, wishes, dreams, ambitions, fantasies, and desires. Yes, and you know, I'll finish with this point, then we'll get to Restless Heart, but the other day I posted yes. that John Bon Jovi and Brian Adams had COVID. Oh, God, yeah, I saw that. And I got an endless stream of political point of view and pseudoscience, and I'm just thinking, yeah. if I had posted that they had a car accident... Would you have written back with highway safety rules and accident survival rates? I mean, of course not. You would have said, oh, poor guys. So why can't we just say with COVID, yeah. hey, poor guys? And it's just it's just strange that we've lost the empathy. A lack and, of, the lack of sympathy, you know, uh, the idea of men punching women on airplanes, you know, at 30,000 feet above sea level. Is ridiculous. Uh, is, it has to stop. It's absolutely unacceptable in any civilized society. It's just uh, so disagreeable that suddenly people have been given permission to to be rude, bigoted, racist, you know, and it's unacceptable. These are these are things that need to be discussed and taught, you know. Anyway, we're, we're, I agree. I digress. Here we go. We're, uh, and we're I digress too. And yet we are uh, on the uh, <laughs> on the restless heart stuff, though. Uh, I I try. Oh, yeah. I searched desperately through all my catalogs to find stuff, and all I could find were uh, from 1994. No, sorry, 97. I guess it was was yeah, 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 uh, was uh, poll positions of the album doing really well in Poland and doing really well in Berlin and doing. Well, I'm just like. Okay, but I want some of these ads. Anyway, let's get on to a Restless Heart, uh, the box set, the deluxe edition box set, four CDs. Yeah. Uh, sounds terrific. I, I I had a chance to listen to the 2021 remix yesterday, and mm-hmm. I can only say this about it. I mean, I did say to you that it was ear candy, but it, it's, it's just very bright. You, you've brightened up the colors. You know, it's as if we were looking at a... At a you know at a, a faded jeans in the past, and now you've you, you've added some blue to those jeans, and they're nice and. Well, it's and... very. I've got to tell you that's fascinating insight, because uh, as the album was, it was it was had too many compromising memories for me. Nothing to mm-hmm. do with my players, you know, Adrian and I, Denny Kamasi, Guy Pratt. We're all mates, you know. <laughs> Brett uh, Tuggle. And, and Let's not forget Brett what, Tuggle. What I've done. Uh, and Brett, of course, yeah, but I did put uh, Derek Sherinian all over the the album, yeah. you know. Uh, with with Brett, on, we if there was an organ there, either uh, it was a keyboard sample rather than the real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted that John Lord power back. Mm-hmm. I realized, you know, with the passage of time, it was an integral part of the White Snake sound, mm-hmm. as it was with Deep Purple. 
you know, uh, John Lord, God rest his soul, that incredibly, his left hand would hit the bottom of the Hammond. Oh, my God, the earth would shake. Right. You know, so these elements, uh, they were completely missing for me on uh, 87, slip of the tongue. We have addressed all that now for mm -hmm. the next anniversary things. We have Derek on there. <laughs> who was doing the greatest performance. Uh, and Sliver the Tongue sounds just amazing. A much more legitimate Whitesnake album uh, than, you know, uh, Steve Vai and David Cover and Tommy Aldridge and Rudy Sarzo having a ball. Um, but it was, uh, it was a very dark emotional album for me. Yes. Um, we, I was pregnant with Jasper. Yep. Uh, we we were trying to do a, a record, a solo record, in we uh, uh, rented a house of Donna Summer, God rest the soul, fucking hell, it's like an obituary, yep. um, on the south shore of Lake Tahoe. We put a full-fledged studio in there, mobile studio, big SSL desk, mm -hmm. uh, and we had nothing, nothing but problems, equipment problems. Couldn't work it out. We were flying text in from New York, London, Tokyo. It was crazy. And then somebody said, you know, we're probably on Indian sacred land. And I went, oh, fuck it. So we made some inquiries and discovered uh, America's top uh, uh, medicine man, shaman. And I flew him out and he, we held a spirit feast. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether you've heard of that. Where I do. Where food from, uh, yeah. So well, we well my 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 co-host Jeremy is generally my co. He's Mohawk, so so. Um, oh wow, that's all. That's right. I think we touched on that before. Mm -hmm. But this yeah. was uh, I don't know what drive <clears throat> Elk Thunder, but we got him even playing blues harmonica on Woman Trouble Blues. But we had a spirit feast. The hawk flew over and everything. And then oh my God, everything flowed beautifully. Um, wow. But it was just fraught with uh, challenges. Uh, and when I'd listen to it, I'd go, wow, is this like this? Some of this stuff's dark, whereas you get a song like Don't Fade Away, which is, you know, like, I hope my dreams won't fade. You know, I'm at the crossroads. And that's like regularly for me. I have to sit down and go, am I happy what I'm doing? Am I happy with the people around me? And thankfully, for many years, it's been affirmative. Yes. You know, but at that time. I was still involved with some people who it, it was time for a change, a shedding of the skin. Um, but the remix has just brought out all the light. Yep. Uh, Joel, we were totally respectful to Adrian's guitar playing, which is faultless. Uh, some of it, my favorite Adrian solos, like Take Me Back Again and um, uh, Your Precious Love, uh, yep. Woman Trouble Blues. Wow, he just, it's just great rock blues playing. Um, but Joel was totally respectful and, and just literally added big, beefy Les Paul chords to, yep. you know, to the White Snake sound. And then I could honestly say, now it's a White Snake record rather than, it's a, to me, it's also a hybrid. Right. Uh, I hear elements because it initially started off as a solo record. Right. So I hear elements of North Winds, you know, in a song like um, Your Precious Love, Stay With Me Baby, that soul, soul aspect, you know? Yeah. And, and as a fan who's had the album for 20 years, I, I would describe the original version and uh, not to be rude, but dark and brooding. And I find this yeah, new yeah. version 
to be bright with flourish. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I listened to both versions, disc one and disc two, back to back last night. Yeah. And the first one had me smiling and bopping and going. And the second one, which is great, just had me more in a sort of a, you know, I want to be alone and stare at the computer kind of mood. Yeah. And, and it was it was well, it was I fascinating. Don't, I, don't know whether I, was, I don't know whether I was staring at computers at that time. No, but 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 <laughs> but I was because I, I have it on my iTunes and I listen with my um, with my audio technica. I, I don't do White Snake with air buds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, give, yeah. Me a, give me a fucking break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you need your audio technicas for 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 White Snake and for Metallica. Well, I've got my I've got my Oppos and my old Sony MDR professionals, you know, because yeah. the highs in my ears started to go years ago, as you might. Have, you yeah. know, the loudest guitarist I've ever played with was Jimmy Page. Wow! Walking past his amps in Japan, all the fucking curls dropped out of half the side of my hair. I went, Jesus! It was deafening. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and I've worked, and I've worked with some loud players, dude. But well, Jimmy, wow, he took the biscuit. <laughs> well, actually, I'm gonna uh, well, uh, let me let me go. Let me start with Restless Heart, and then I'll get to the Jimmy stuff. Yeah. Uh, the album, oh, of course, of course. the album when it first came out was called David Coverdale and White Snake, and I remember looking at yeah, that, yeah. going, uh, "David Coverdale is White Snake." What the, f you know. Um, uh, how did they talk you into that? Because there's a couple of decisions. Well, it over... was, Go ahead. Yeah. Well, first, if it, uh, number one, it was going to be a White Snake album. The and the idea, forgive me, was a David Coverdale solo album. Right. Uh, I'd just come out of working with Coverdale Page. It was very successful. Mm -hmm. uh, and the chairman of EMI, London Rupert, and my manager at that time, uh, my beloved Howard Kaufman, who's mm. passed. Yep. Um, they both said, you know, maybe you should work under your own name now. And I'm going, well, I like being in a fucking band. But, you know, and they said, well, it could be a great, you know, career move. And I trusted these people. Um, so I'd called Adrian, come over, help me write these fucking songs. Because we, wow. we, we have a great time together. I, I just have to say, uh, as a fan, I'm confused man. because you build a brand. And then they say, don't use the fucking brand. It's like saying, well, don't call it Coke. Just call it oh, no. brown water. Well, the circumstances, <laughs> what happened was there was a huge executive uh, revolving door. Right. During the making of Restless Heart. Okay. And it ended up with three of the final executives flying out to see me, which was very respectful. But my contract, Mitch, said in those days, David Coverdale, also known as the artist Whitesnake, there's never been another member of my band who's been on my record deals. It's always been under my name. Right. Uh, DBA, uh, doing business and, uh, as Whitesnake. Well, exactly. Okay. And uh, so we want this to be a Whitesnake, uh, a Whitesnake record. I'm going, some of it is, but a lot of it isn't. I wouldn't have done Stay With Me Baby on a fucking Whitesnake record, you know? Right. That's my tribute to one of my favorite soul songs. So... I sat there, you know, I bought a case of Polini Montrachet and an amazing foods from these guys. And I'm going, man, I said, this is, you know, after all the millions of records I've sold, the millions of dollars I've made for record companies and me, uh, and I don't have the power to say, it's a David Coverdale record. And that's one of the reasons that led to the last hurrah, like I, I was done. I'd fallen out of love with the new executives at Geffen, mm -hmm. who were more... Uh, business school oriented than uh, musical, you know, people going on the street checking out music. Um, 
So and that's the reason I, I never released. So I was kind of disillusioned with the over corporate corporate aspect that was surrounding me. And I went, I'm done, you know. And when it started off, it was David Coverdale's White Snake. If you see the early, you know, I was too much of a mouthful, if you'll excuse the expression. Um, but it was just, it was kind of frustration at the time. And, uh, but really, all of that stuff dissipates. All of those memories have gone uh, with uh, Denny's performance. Amazing. Chris Collier did fabulous remix. We, Tom Gordon and Michael McIntyre, my co-producers, mm -hmm. tweaked it a little bit more to make it unique for this. We have this amazing Scott Hull at Master Disc in New York. Yep. He remasters the old, the original versions too. Uh, and, you know, I've just found, quite honestly, that I've been playing this remix more, more than I've been playing the other ones we've done. This, is, to me, is really... You know, bringing Joel and Derek, I've added to a perfect cake, but I've added this extra frosting and assorted cherries. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to agree with that. And by the way, I've actually worked with Scott Hall. He is fantastic, by the way. He he did my, he remastered that Kiss tribute I did for cancer back in 2013. Fabulous. Oh. Okay. Fabulous guy. Uh, yeah, but he's he's a, a valued member of... I really do now have all the elements, the complete elements from Scott, my musicians, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but, my studio guys, all of the elements that, that I've never had uh, at one time, I have now. So these are the people I'm trusting my legacy to. Smart. You know, I'm trying to change these songs from, I'm not, you know, I, I know a lot of my old albums mean something to people, something yep. special. I don't want to mess around with that. That's why we include the original. But listen, these are the versions that David Coverdale, who wrote the fucking record, sang on it, uh, wants to hear. Take it out of the time capsule of them. Yep. You know, this, and also the reason it was so kind of organic was after we'd done huge production records like Slip of the Tongue and Coverdale Page. I wanted to strip it down, you know. That was not for Whitesnake. That was for a David Coverdale project. But now I can very comfortably call this Whitesnake. It's like a beautiful hybrid from the early band into like slided in elements, 87 elements. But there's also touches of ready and willing and come and get it, you know. Yeah, it, without it, without even trying for that, we've got this. And you know me, I don't do fucking comparisons. No, I know, I know that. And and I'll say this: with the old stuff, the uh, the '87 and the slided in in my playlist, I keep both versions because I hear yeah. I have the one that that I grew up with, and then I have the new one. I go, oh, that's kind of cool. It's yes. different. And, on the Restless Hearts, I've pretty much swapped it out just because I love, I love this new brightness to it. I just, it's like, wow, it's like, oh, this is a whole new album. Hello, welcome to the, yeah, welcome to my yeah. life. And well, it's you know, as I said, I, <clears throat> I wasn't playing uh, the original. Uh, probably, uh, I've never, never really reflected on it, but probably my least played record uh, privately. Um, and that's just changed completely. And I, I completely concur and agree with 
that dark, brooding, moody. It was me. It was the last time I dipped into the past for a lyrical theme. It was the last time. Because really, since I've been uh, with Cindy, an incredibly successful relationship, uh, and I'm giddy because she's driving back from Malibu as we speak. Nice. Um, I can't wait to see her. It hasn't even been two weeks, and it's felt like a lifetime. But the... um, all the songs I've written, I said to her, oh, my God, Sin, I've never had a hit with a happy song. <laughs> well, you know, what the hell? So, you know, pretty much all my love songs uh, for 30 years plus have been about Cindy. You know, well, amazing. So, so, but, just, uh, so yeah. So. Just, just quickly talk to me real quick, and we sort of touched upon it. What happened where the album never got released? I know you were dropped by Geffen back at the time, and, and you were sort no, of done. it wasn't dunked, that. But no, it wasn't dropped. We'd, I'd had a huge hit, a top five hit with the greatest hits. Right. They weren't going to let me go. The, the circumstance was uh, there was a bunch of new executives came in. You know, John Culloden was disenfranchised almost immediately. Right. Um, and the... Uh, so I said, you know, there was a guy called Eddie Gilreath, and he goes, what do you want to do? I'm going, I, I don't want to do this, so I'm, I'm fine. You don't have to put the album out. And, and I withdrew that from wow. there. I'm, I'm, I, to the best of my knowledge, I was never dropped by Geffen. Okay. Geffen was absorbed into Universal. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd never lived that down. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just strange, though, that they have a, a brand who puts out an album, just like Def Leppard puts out Slang or, or Scorpions put out Eye to Eye. And instead of saying, listen, let's put it out there and see what happens, they just didn't release yeah. it in North. It's it's bizarre. But listen, not as belo- not not as bizarre as John Kalodner taking Looking for Love off of the 87 album. Oh, or- God, no. Well, yeah, that's how much, you know, John Sykes and I went, what? Well, number one, uh, John was very excited to do... Uh, re-record uh, Crying in the Rain because we arranged a symphonic mm. centerpiece. You know, there was no effort made by on the original, which was really sad because a couple of my guys thought it was more of a Black Sabbath song than a White Snake song. Right. And, and I'm going, <clears throat> whoa, how the fuck are you hearing that? And that was <laughs> like the clue. We don't have the same vision anymore, <laughs> you know. Uh, but the centerpiece with John, Neil, and I arranged for Cozy and a showcase for for John. Yeah. I mean, it's an as- astonishing White Snake epic and beautifully performed by Ainsley. Uh, but <laughs> all of the arrangements of the '87 thing, they were all arranged for Cozy. To be honest, right. uh, Tommy Aldridge eats them alive, of course, all of that of stuff. But for the rest of the world, uh, we released "Looking for Love" and "You're Gonna Break My Heart Again" on the album. It was only Geffen. It was. Why would you do that? Well, you know, you know, it's looking for love is one of my favorite fucking. It's it's one of my favorite White Snake epics. It's well, absolutely related to Blind Man. You know those brothers and sisters of songs that I've told you that establish a band's identity. You yeah, know that and, people listen to. And they 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 make a video for it in Europe. They release it as a single in Europe, and then over here in North America, you're selling like that ad said two hundred thousand copies a week or whatever. At some point, you just say, "Listen, 
let's re-release it, throw on this bonus track, and have the kids buy it again. And well, we did. Well, we did when we did the box set. Yeah, but with, know, but before the box set. Reason at that, <laughs> but you remember at that time, you got to remember uh, this was just the beginning of CDs. Yeah. The most you could get on a on a vinyl was twenty minutes mm-hmm. uh, max for a decent cut on both sides. So people were making forty minute albums. Right. You know, we couldn't have put those two songs, you know, uh, um, on uh, on the 87. There was no more space uh, to, to actually have them on the records with technology at that time. Well, it, 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 it's just a, a bizarre decision. Anyway, it, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Let, let me look at the uh, at this stuff here. Uh, the Evolutions. Uh, w- there's one song on there, Too Many Tears, which is an absolute masterpiece. What mm-hmm. I find amazing on the evolutions is it starts off and you're basically, you know, coughing or yawning or you're just going, <laughs> and then the music starts and you start singing. And it's like, how did he go from coughing to sounding like it? Like, how did, how does the, I mean, was that edited or is it just like, <clears throat> all right. And then here comes the voice. Magic, it's magic, bitch. It's Jeez. magic. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> yes, it is. Because you listen to it and you go, coughs and then too many. T-, and you're like, what the, how? He went from zero to sixty in a second. How? <laughs> How do you do that? No, it's, it's it's. I have no idea. It's it's fascinating. Um, in terms of of other box sets, because we we sort of we're working our way up through the years. Do we finally see that Coverdale Page box set? Is there? Is it possible? Is it is it legal mumbo jumbo where you can't or? Oh, no, no, no. I actually uh, was very happy to call Jimmy earlier this year to say I've got the rights back to the album. Nice. Um, as part of my settlement, because there was a lot of stuff uh, right. lost, um, whether it was, you know, nobody will admit if it was lost in that big universal fire in the valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was, uh, you know, um, fortunately, we have a digital copy of it, so we can remix it. So I said to Jimmy, what I'd love to do because in a couple of years, it's going to be the 30, 2023, going to be two big anniversaries, the 30th anniversary of Coverdell Page and the 50th anniversary of me joining Deep Purple. Wow. So we've got a lot of fun stuff planned for that. Um, but I said, what I would love to do, one of the things I've been doing with my stuff is re- keeping the, the original um and remastering it because mm-hmm. jimmy said it's a it's a great record we don't have to re remix it i'm going no i think it'd be great jimmy page goes into the studio in london picks a guy of his choice and does his jimmy page mix i do the david coverdale mix over here with my gang i think the fans would love it mm-hmm. you know how jimmy sees it you know it's a 50 50 project that was our handshake agreement but, well, you know, Jimmy, uh, understand, I'm very lucky. My studio is like door-to-door 10 minutes. And we've observed absolutely strict health protocols in the studio. Mm-hmm. One of our colleagues is a cancer survivor. So his immune system, you know, uh, we just have to be really protective. Um, so, uh, so I can do my remixing without a problem. Jimmy's still uncomfortable about going into... Uh, into London, he's quarantined in at his country place. Uh, so until it's safe, but you know, we still have plenty of time to do this thing. But uh, it, you know, we have so much content of uh, backstage videos. We have video from the moment Jimmy and I sat down to write 
what the song that became Absolution Blues, you know, it was at, at my house up at the lake. Um, there's so much. And, and what's been proved with the box sets is people don't give a shit if it's a bootleg. You know, they just want that content. Yeah. And uh, we have a lot of technology now that can improve upscale old videos, um, you know, and just like cassettes. There's a lot of cassette demos that you're hearing on these ideas or old dats. We have this technology dats. now that upscales the quality. We, we love so, them. And and we need yeah, to have a take a look at yourself awesome, with you know. those singers. Who were those those female singers on the take? Uh, take oh, uh, they were famous. Was, uh, t- they, well, they, the first girls I recommended were the Chanter Sisters who worked with me on my first solo album right. and second one, Northwinds. Uh, <clears> Irene uh, was unable to make it, but Doreen brought in uh, Pat Arnold, P.P. Arnold. I don't right. know whether you remember Yes, yes, her. yes, yes, I do. Uh, and they were just... Did we, we didn't use that on the record, did we? We just used that on a single side mm. or something. Yeah, yep. uh, Just gorgeous. We did that at Abbey Road. Um, yeah, it was just fantastic uh, to work with them. But, you know, that was just Jimmy and I. Uh, another clue to Restless Heart being a Coverdale solo record is because I used girl singers. And I hadn't used them since Northwinds, you know. There's never been girl singers on a White Snake record, you know. No. Uh, yeah, when you think I about it. Like Paul McC- sound like Paul McCartney on Let It Be. There's never <laughs> been a woman's voice. <laughs> no, but, it's, uh, but the, I, I'm looking at them in my phone here. I've got uh, Take It, Look at Yourself Acoustic, Take a Look at Yourself with the Girls, yeah. Take Me for a Little While Acoustic. All those B-sides are are. Delicious. <laughs> just, just well, those are all be out there. We have four, four or five unreleased songs. There's wow. one called Saccharin to Die For. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, Take a Look at Yourself is the first song I ever wrote for Cindy. Pretty wild. Wow, that's a great thing. Now, um, wow. since we're jumping around here, let me just get back to Restless Heart for a minute. Yes. When you went out and did that, that tour in Russia, which was uh, just before or around that time, um, oh. you had... Yeah, you, go on. Well, you had Warren Demart. It was a Russian tour. I think it was a one-off. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, the, 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 you had Warren Demartini play with you at oh, some point. Warren's great. Yeah, he was great. He was super. And, uh, and uh, he, yeah, go on. Well, I was just going to say we have live pro shot footage, and so is there any chance that that gets released? Because as a Rat fan oh, and I a White Snake so. fan, I do hope so. Okay. Yeah. And well, well, we we have people like part of the White Snake creative team. They're constantly scouring. We have such immense database uh, right. for both video. You know, they've been. It's probably ten years now. We've been documenting my demo cassettes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unbelievable uh, the amount of ideas that have come over the earth that haven't been utilized. But one of the fascinating things talking about the Restless Heart Evolutions, I called Adrian and I said, why didn't we use that middle section in uh, uh, Your Precious Love? It's fantastic. And of course, Anything You Want was originally called Red Light, Green Light. Um, so the stuff on there, it's proved the evolution sequences have proved uh, to be incredibly successful with the, with the fans. So now there's definitely, it's part of every box that we do. So they can hear what the original idea was. It's like the planting of the seed. 
And then all the way through, and all this is put together with uh, Tom Gordon and me, this fantastic uh, production. Adrian loved it, you know, uh, because we edited it together to show the progress of a song like Crying and how it changed by the time we got to the finished product. It's, it's a great journey if you decide to take it. You well, know? I, I like the journey, and and this is, a, for, I don't remember what box that is from, but you have a song called Parking Ticket, which... <laughs> oh, God, yeah, slip of the tongue. Yeah, yeah and... and, and you gave me a parking ticket because I stayed in there all night. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's it's a great song, and, and, and there's a whole bunch of these, and, and uh, that's that's what I like, and... and and it's the, also the, the 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 what is it the studio mixes or whatever the board mixes that whatever you call them yeah yeah I find that stuff fascinating because it strips it down to its essence me too me too yeah it's uh, yeah but a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that we're doing nobody had sort of really done before I'd always protected demos there was never any intentions of these dorky demos to uh, to be released to the public you know when I joined Deep Purple. Hmm. bootlegging and piracy was such a big deal. Yep. I was the one who was kind of writing the songs from riff jams we did in an afternoon. Uh, and I had to guard these cassettes or reel to reels with my life, dude, <laughs> you know? So that was, that was a big change for me to do that. But it's a, uh, it's a super ride. I'm thrilled we did it. I think it's an entirely celebratory silver anniversary and uh oh, it's brilliant. And all all the guys that were involved with it are thrilled with how it came out derek and joel are utterly delighted you know mm -hmm. uh, from what i understand from rhino it's doing amazing business so mm -hmm. i mean really the sun is shining baby and uh it's also you know related to this um there are two songs i was trying to get jimmy as, as i said we've got four or five um unreleased songs and I was saying to Jimmy, oh, my God, I've never felt as creative as this. It, working with him was really inspiring. And I think it was a mutual energy. Mm -hmm. um, I said, I've got all these ideas I want to play. And his manager at the time talked him out of it. It's, it was just like heartbreaking. Um, but uh, I actually used... I've got to say, ma managers and on, gatekeepers uh, ruin a lot of stuff. Let me aye, aye, aye. <laughs> but at, at least, you know, on Flesh and Blood, Joe, I played... Joel, this lick I'd had for potential Coverdale Page, and that turned into going to be all right. And yeah. on Restless Heart, uh, the two songs, uh, Take Me Back Again and One Little Trouble Blues, you know, are definitely Page elements. Mm -hmm. Those were ideas I had for a Coverdale Page too, you know. But I think the guys I'm working with, and certainly Adrian, as I say, those are two of my favorite solos. Mitch, last question. I've got to go, darling. I've got Italy to speak to. Yes, speak to Italy. Uh, but let me just ask you this then. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the farewell tour that is coming up, yes, is it the end of David Coverdale performing or is it just the end of touring? And if you have, you know, Las Vegas says, come and do three shows, you'll, I mean, is it, I'm not touring anymore or is it, I'm not doing tours no, anymore? Not, it's, my farewell tour was supposed to be when I was 69. Right. That's the appropriate age for the white snake singer to step down. Of course. Uh, as it's happened, it's, it's gonna, I'm going to be 70. So the, well, I am 70, so I'll be 70 <laughs> going out there. This is something, it's not the performing uh, that's challenging for me, it's the traveling. And yes. I couldn't travel any better, any nicer, um, uh, right. but it's still very tiring on me. Of course. I'm working out like a motherfucker, so I have the energy to do 
you know, I'm energized by my band and the appreciative audiences. I think it's going to be extraordinarily emotional at right. a, a lot of the sh shows because so, a lot of people have supported my work for 40, 50 years. Of course. Uh, but it's just me saying goodbye to touring at that level. It's an immense production putting a tour okay. together. Uh, and it's, you know, I have so many other Whitesnake projects I want to do. It's just going to be David Coverdale stepping down. You know, there's a possibility we can do, you know, something that Whitesnake does continue to do something. But it will be, uh, uh, other than in the studio, um, I won't be. I won't be participating. Well, listen. First of all, more me the odd one. <laughs> Foreigner goes on without Mick Jones, and I've seen the the band a bunch of times without Mick, and it it sounds great. Yeah. So keep the brand alive, but also, you know, if if the Super Bowl calls one year and says we're doing a retro '80s halftime show, you're not saying no. I mean, you'll you'll come out and perform for that. I mean, right? You're not. It's well, the other thing is that you know, there's always talk that White Snake's going to be. Uh, nominated for the hall of fame um so i don't know what would what chapter would it be there are some chapters that don't speak to each other uh I, you know what no bets are off as sean connery said never say never again yeah, um but right now that is the intention and just being respectful to who i am my age uh, and and uh, the people who supported my music i'd rather step down at the top of my game you know, and continue making music. It's absolutely oxygen to me. Yeah. Um, and, and it's something I've thought about and, and I'm supported by, by my family and my decision. Uh, and and White Snake music will continue. I have no doubts. Well, good, as it should be. And uh, Mitch, la last thought. I delight in chatting with you, yeah. but I do have to go. I Cheers. know I was late getting to you, but you should have your phone line checked, my brother. Yes, I will. And, and enjoy uh, Italy. <laughs> No, <laughs> I think it's just in your Spain. I'm not sure. Anyway, thanks for taking the time to chat with me, Mitch. Always a pleasure, brother. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. And you too. God bless. Bye-bye now. An all-new episode of the Jeremy White Podcast, Tuesday at noon, available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it.